The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Excited to have a two-time guest back on. Hopefully, we don't upset him and we, we get him to be a three-time guest. I'm just going to go right ahead and introduce him, Eric Vickery. Say hello to everyone. Hey, Patrick, thanks for having me again. Excited to be back on the show and, and help those that are listening. Yeah, it's so useful. What we're going to talk about today is going to be great. I kind of have some insight into that. Um, Eric, you're the president of coaching at allstardentalacademy.com. Tell us a little bit about All Star. Not too much, just a little bit. Yeah, All Star Dental Academy is an online platform for continuous training. 24-7 training. It, it goes forever online. And then simultaneously alongside that, we have a team of coaches who are available to coach live and in person, virtual, whatever you'd like to support with anything practice management. I think our, our niche is converting new patient uh, conversations into scheduled appointments with the great call process. Uh, and yep. then it just trickles out from there on everything else we cover. Yep. And obviously, you know, I think there's a lot of great coaches out there. You've got tons of experience on it. But our guests check out our website. You can find uh, Eric's uh, bio there, his experience there. You check out All Star Dental uh, Consulting or All Star Dental Academy .com. Tons of information there too. But before we jump into the the heart of the show today, let's talk a little bit about the ego and needing a coach. We're right in the middle of uh, the <laughs> NBA playoffs, and it's amazing to me to watch the top NBA players in the world, literally the top in the world right now walking over to their coaches and asking them questions right in the middle of the game, right? Getting coached, like walking to their coach for coaching. And so many people are afraid to uh, reach out, are afraid to ask for help. They think it's going to cost them more money, that they're going to lose money, on and on and on. There's a million reasons why. Um, what are some of the, the big reasons and, and how do we get over those? How do we say, hey, yeah, Eric, I need some help? Yeah. Vulnerability is a tough thing to be, especially when you're a very uh, confident NBA athlete at the top level. But when you're, when you're even at that level and you're willing to, you know, seek advice and mentorship from someone, that's how you take the advantage of growing without the painful life experience process. You know, yeah. we, we were talking earlier, actually, there is no, there is no success without connection of failure. It doesn't exist. There, right. It's it's failure, success, failure, success. It's intertwined. Right. And why not have someone in your corner who's seen a lot of those failures help you navigate that, or at least warn you, hey, if you keep going down this path, this is what, what could happen. Let's be prepared to navigate that as we move forward. So, you know, we do KPI analysis every single month with our clients. And it's all about, from our perspective, ROI. How do we make sure that for, you know, $1,200 a month, $1,300 a month, you are fully engaged with a coach who can make sure your turnaround on that is at least double that, right? If we can't at least double that, there's a problem. So right. we, we look for ways to help people understand what do their numbers mean, how to turn the dials based upon the numbers, whether it's cancellations, low perio, production per patient, per hour, whatever it is, we help them understand what that is. And then they get to make the decision on what they want to do about it with our support. And yeah. I don't think there's really anybody out there who's truly successful, who doesn't have some sort of mentor in their life. So... True. Yeah. You know, using sticking with the theme of the NBA, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you see coaches after these games and they're in a press conference and they don't have a stat sheet in front of them, but they've got the, the stats from that game 
memorize. These stats or KPIs are the same thing, right? Are really, yeah. really important and getting players to understand how that affects their 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 game and in this case their practices extremely yeah. important. But one of the KPIs that we're gonna talk about and jump into today is uh, conversions on the phone. I know I've I've heard this. I shouldn't say I know this. I've never done the test myself, but I've heard from multiple people who are good sources of information that over 60% of phone calls in the dental practices, private practices, go unanswered. Is that mm -hmm. a number that you that you see? It you know it changes over the years. Mm. And I, I it probably is more so these days. And I think it also goes reverse because we call the patient and it goes unanswered. So think about that. Ooh. You know, this, we're in an unanswered world right now. This generation of unanswered, text me. You call someone to get their answer machine. She says, why are you calling me? Text me. That's what their voicemail says. So I think we get into the place of accepting the fact that the phone doesn't have to be answered and it becomes mm. easier for us to let it just slide. So I completely say, wow, that's a big number. It's shocking, but... I, I totally believe it. Yeah. So if, if the, you know, converting phone calls is important and I'll let you drive the narrative from this point forward, but if you don't answer the call in the first place, what's the point? They're yeah. Gonna stop calling, right. Yeah. They're definitely going to stop calling. So tell me what um, practices are coming to you in regards to conversion or finding out about conversion and how you're helping them. Yeah. This is a continuation from our last conversation when we were talking about, should I be in network? Should I be out of network? How should I handle the insurance thing? And one of the reasons dentists avoid the process of being out of network is there's this fear or hesitation to be out of network because they know they're going to get this question on the phone. When we, when we pick up the phone, the patient says, yeah, do you accept insurance in your office? Yeah. And, and not knowing how to handle that question drives people to say, you know what? It's just easier to just be in network more costly, but it's easier. And so any mm. question you get on the phone, uh, I love this one. Are you taking new patients? <laughs> you know, whatever the patient is saying, no, we're going out of business. Uh, or, right, you know, right, right, right. how no. much is a cleaning? Our perception right away is, oh, they're shopping. And right. so what happens is just like <clears throat> dentists have this fear of rejection, administrative team members have this love-hate relationship with the telephone. And I'll be observing, our coaches will watch a, a practice and the phone will ring. And this administrative team member who's good, who's really good at what they do, is working on three different things at the same time. Yep. And the phone rings and it's perceived as an interruption. Right. You, you, you can just see it. Oh, their, their body language changes. Oh, I was, I was almost getting ready to get that done. And now that turns into carryover into how I handle that phone call. How quick can I get off this phone call? And right. that attitude turns into action. And it affects your skill, therefore it affects your results, it affects your KPIs. So the first thing you have to recognize is the phone ringing is a really good thing. It's, it's one of the most important things in the practice. And so maybe we need to change the sound of the phone ringing. Maybe it needs to be not like your alarm clock, it needs to be something else. Right, something a little happier. And that's, you know, you're, you're, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. If you think about when a loved one calls and you're really busy and you're in the middle of something and then you don't answer the call and then they call right back. You don't answer the call and they call right back. We've all been in that scenario. Yeah. And then you go, oh goodness, this is an emergency. And say, hey, what's going on? And they say, oh, uh, you know, checking to see if we have milk, right? Something like that. You're like, oh, I'm in, a, I'm in a middle of something right now. I don't have time for this. And yeah. you know, yeah. you, you kind of move on, right? Why did, if you're why you answering text me phone, that? Yeah, if you're answering the phone like that with your potential patients, potential cash paying customers, 
huge problem. So how do you make the break? How do you go? What are yeah. some what are some actions that you can take? What are some exercises that you can bring into yeah. play that helps sure. you break from I'm busy to hey, this is the most important thing in the practice right now? Yeah, the first thing is the attitude shift, which means your your most valuable tool is your mindset, right? And your mindset has to be programmed the right way. So mm -hmm. what am I saying to myself about the phone ringing? I need, I need to, on the way to work, at the morning huddle, whatever it is, I've got to have the attitude adjustment to make sure I see that as a, a fortunate thing, a positive right. thing. When that happens, then I can jump into the coaching hacks that we teach, like the great call process. We use an acronym, great. So greeting, build rapport, engage the patient, ask for the appointment, take the information. It just helps give someone a sequence of, hey, the order of this phone call should go this way for the most success. And a lot of coaching companies out there have something like that. You, you got to have a system, right. but your attitude about the system has to be the first thing you take care of. The second thing I think is when you, when you greet the patient, there's a part of that greeting right in the middle where we use something called transition statements. I don't care if they're asking how much tacos are because it's Tuesday. Whatever they say to you on the phone, simply use a transition statement like this. If they say, do you bill insurance? Do you, you, are you seeing new patients? How much are the tacos today? It doesn't matter. We always say, I'd be happy to help you out with that. Again, my name is Eric and who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Right. And the key factor there is I'm now going to be in control of this conversation. You, the patient, have no idea the direction this phone call ought to be moving. I'm going to regain control of it so that we can move it in the right place. There has never in the history of dentistry been a new patient who called your office and said, hi, my name's Eric Vickery. I'm a new patient. I'd like to schedule a D0150 comprehensive examination, please. Right. They don't know what to ask. They're just throwing something out there and seeing what sticks. And so what right. we do is we make sure we're asking questions in response to get control of that conversation. So asking questions allows you to get control. So you transition to that question. Right. My name is this. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? And a lot of times when you say that, you know, they don't know what to ask. Mm -hmm. I know when people, I know this from my experience, that when people don't know what to ask, they typically ask about price, right? Yes. That's a really common thing. How much does this cost? Now, if the person, you know, there, it is possible on extraction, they're on their fifth phone call, they're trying to find a hundred dollar extraction somewhere. And that does happen, right? But if you're thinking for your patient, you're making a big mistake because you don't know the reason why they're asking the question. That's right. That they're asking, correct. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. What's behind the question, right? Right, right. And I know everybody shops a little differently. I'm a, a type of person when I go into a store, I have my mindset on buying something and getting out of that store as quickly as possible. If I go into Nordstrom to buy a new pair of shoes and the clerk comes up to me and my whole intent is I need a new pair of brown shoes. And they come up to me and say, can I help you? I almost always say, no, thanks. I'm just looking, right? But I'm not. I'm literally <laughs> there to buy. But it's just kind of how I'm programmed, right? We're programmed to yeah. say these certain yeah. things. And then they end up thinking, oh, this guy's just looking. I'm there to buy, right? I'm, yeah. So don't yeah. always believe what your patient is saying to you on the phone. Would you agree with that? 100% agree. And the, here's a perfect example of that. You mentioned shopping. So when someone calls up and says, how much is a crown? Our initial response, our mental response is, oh, oh, a shopper. Yeah. I don't talk price on the phone. I can't talk numbers. Right. And it just creates this negative experience. And here's what we actually find. If you use the system, whatever system you use, but if, let's say you're using a great call system and you use this where you ask questions and you dig deeper into that process, the right questions at the right time, more often than not, a majority of the time, we find out that this patient 
has not been diagnosed with a crown by someone else. Mm. They don't know how much a crown is. In fact, they're in pain. And the belief is that I need a crown because I'm in pain. They don't right. understand pain is a root canal. So right. they're having a problem and therefore they're, they're thinking they're asking the right question. How much are brown shoes? Right. right. How much is a crown? And if, if we can just get in the, the mode of, hey, I'm going to be interested, not interesting here. I'm going to dig a little deeper into this process with this patient, find out a little bit more about them to better help them. Right. How much, how much do we love helping patients when they leave happy and they're, they're leaving us reviews and everything? Well, I can't get there unless I get through these sorts of things. Right. Questions are the answer here. Yeah. There's so much. And this is, you know, I, I, this gets exciting. I hope other people listening are getting really <laughs> exciting about it because there's so much dollars and cents tied to what we're talking about right here. I mean, that's yeah. literally yeah. where it starts, right? So yep. this is, yeah. and I don't want to get off subject uh, too far, but this is case acceptance is directly tied to this. This is where like it the starts. The phone call is handled, the, the higher case acceptance um, you'll see 100% of the time. So um, yeah, go ahead. So I couldn't agree more. Case acceptance starts with the phone. It starts with marketing. It starts with the referral source. But the connection to me starts with that phone. And here's here's something we say. They're looking for somebody who's competent, right? They're looking for somebody who has some sort of credibility. People want to work with you. Well, credibility equals confidence in your competence. Credibility sure. equals confidence in your competence. Well, how do I portray that I'm a great dentist? They've never had dentistry done by me before. Well, I portray right. that based upon the experience my, my potential patient has on the phone with my administrative team member. Your verbal skills, how you treat this patient in this process is a direct reflection of how good or bad of a dentist you are. Bottom line. And 100%. if I can't, if I miss the phone call or I can't convert the phone call, depending on the value of the practice could be anywhere from 35,000 to $80,000 a month, right? Mm. Just one missed new patient call a day, yeah. minimum $35,000 a month, that one hour or your value, right? Okay. Mm. Cause what is the value of a new patient? I think we say 4,000. That's a pretty nominal number. And you miss one a day, 4,000 times 15. Okay. So that's $60,000. So it adds up really quick when we miss yeah. that one phone call. So there's value here. And it's not just about dollars and cents. It's also about getting people healthy. So yeah. I'm missing an opportunity. And here's a simple example, Patrick. Patient calls up and says, do you take Medicaid? Now, nine times out of 10, do you know what the response is from the dental team member? Yeah. No, goodbye. No, yeah. no. And the perception is, I can't help this person. Why waste my time? Right. But you know what? You can help that person, even if they don't become a patient in your practice, you can help them. And so yep. we even teach how to engage in that conversation and turn them into a membership plan patient, right? Mm -hmm. 100%, it's, right? And you can worst, engage. Worst case scenario, <clears throat> worst case scenario, and I agree with you, get them on a membership plan, ask some more questions to find out. They might not even have Medicaid. They might even they, they don't even know. They, they, they don't even know. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Right. People, you would be shocked at how many people inside of practices don't understand the differences between Medicaid and Medicare, right? Someone yeah. a couple yeah. of months. And so when we expect patients to know the, the differences between these things, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, let's talk about that for a second, though. So if you have an in-house plan, way to convert them, right? Get some help, reach out to a coach. But if you don't want to convert that patient, you're like, hey, I want to move on. How about giving them the name of two or three practices close by that do? Maybe that okay. practice refers back to you, right? Great customer service doesn't mean always selling the customer, right? Yep. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You're helping them when yeah. the law of the law of compensation, right? You, you help someone at some point it comes back to you. What, right. how would you want to be treated on the phone call? If you were asking that question and you're exactly right, they don't know what to ask. They're throwing something out. They're seeing what sticks. They're frustrated because every single person they call, they hear no, 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 no. All of a sudden somebody's finally willing to help us out. Oh, I'd be right. happy to help you out with that. Again, my name is Eric. Who did the pleasure of speaking with now yeah. questions are the focal point of this. And I just said there's value in not scheduling a new patient. So since you don't work in a dental office, I'm curious. I bet you know the answer to this, but most dental team members, when I ask this question, they don't know the answer. So you didn't know there's going to be a, a quiz today, right? So no. you're supposed to be asking me the question. So the, I'm curious. This is really interesting for me. From your perspective, what's the number one most important question we ask the, page, the new patient on the phone? Who their who they're, they're insurance is with. Okay, who their insurance is. I don't think that's the most important. That's what you think dental team members will say. That's what I think they'll say. Yeah. Right. What do you, do you have a different belief of that? I think the most important thing that you should be asking a patient that I think often gets lost. And maybe it's not the first thing you ask them, but you find out who else is in their household. Okay. I think more opportunity, more opportunity. So, so here's the things I hear. What's your chief complaint? Get their name, get their phone number, right? Uh, yeah. Do they, what, who else in the practice? How can we, you know, help them? Okay. Now, let me rephrase the question because people out there are thinking, oh, I know the answer, right? I know the answer. Mm -hmm. So what's the number one most important goal that we have when a new patient calls our office? What's our goal? It should be to book them. It should to be to schedule them. It's just to get them scheduled. Yeah. Why do we, our brains, our brains don't connect those two things that to schedule them, we have to ask. Right. So it's not the first question, but it is yeah. the goal. It is the most important question. So all of those things that people share, name, phone number, people in their house, insurance, how can we help them? All that's important to build rapport and engage and help them and cost and things like that. And But ultimately, the goal is to ask for the appointment. And 64% right. of the time, even when we answer the phone, we don't get to a place where we ask for an appointment. We say things like, all right, well, we're all set. Or if you have any questions, let us know. Or there's just awkward silence. We have to get to a place where we ask. And this is where dental team members say, oh, I don't like sales. I don't like sales. And you have to be careful here because we're all in sales. Every profession has sales, okay. right? Every, it, it's, just, it's just, how do I do the sales? Right. So don't get caught up in any sort of pressure sales techniques or anything like that. Simply ask them in a very polite way, no pressure, just say, how do you feel about going ahead and getting your first appointment scheduled in our office? Right. So simple to do. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be pressure filled. You know, the whole, you know, what's it going to take to get you in these leather seats today feeling? We're not trying to create that. But when you ask someone very kindly, after you've built rapport, after you've engaged with them, after you've connected with them, you have a relationship with them. So they're not a transaction. This isn't a transactional conversation. It's a relational conversation. You get to the point right. where it makes sense to say, okay, it's now time to ask. It's not the first thing, and it's not even the last thing, but it's towards the end. And we say, how do you feel? Or how much sense would it make to go ahead and get your appointment scheduled? Th that's an implication question. It's an open-ended question. It makes sense to do this, right? I'm not asking a yes or no question here. So if they're not, and this helps prevent new patients from not showing up, by the way, because if I say, would you like to go ahead and get your first visit scheduled with us? And they go, yeah. You have no idea if they're really committed to that, yeah or not. Or that's just a, yeah, put, pencil me in. Right. Yeah. But if I say, how do you feel about going ahead and getting your first appointment scheduled in our practice? Yeah. Doesn't make sense anymore. They can't say that. They've got to give you more data. They've got to give open ended response to that. And now right. you have conversation developing. That makes sense. Right. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense, and you're right. I listen to it a, a ton of calls, and it, I think the mm-hmm. number one feedback that we do we do give is, "Hey, everything else happened except for asking to book the appointment. Mm-hmm. They verified yeah. insurance, they verified payment, they verified what the reason why they were coming in for is a cleaning X-ray exam, new patient, what have you, and they never said, "Will you come in? Will you book? Will you commit?" Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and the way that you say it is is, is spot on, one hundred percent. What's what's we're kind of running out of time, Eric. But okay. What's the number? What's the second most important thing to ask? So you book the appointment. What's the second most important thing to leave that person with on the phone before they come in? So two things. One, I, I love what you said about who else in your house can we help today. Sure. Just a nice open-ended question. And then lastly, it's set the expect that we call it set the great expectation because uh, of our acronym. But it's prioritizing the commitment. So I would say that so to prevent this new patient from showing up, which by the way, we, we didn't even talk about motivation only last seven days. Don't schedule them beyond seven days. All that stuff plays a part. And how do you do that? We have a system to help you get new patients in without compromising quality. But at the end of the phone call, after you make sure you've taken everybody, taken care of everybody in their household, you're going to set this expectation so that they know how you're scheduling two reasons why people cancel appointments. One, no lack of value or urgency, no pain, no problem, no pay. I don't, it's just a cleaning, those sorts of things we hear. And number two, they don't know how you schedule, so they don't respect your time. They say right. things like, oh, just put me down for some. If it doesn't work, I'll let you know. Okay. So you're going to teach them how to treat you at that last moment. And you're going to finish with a question. So you might say, you know, Patrick, I'm reserving an hour of doctor and his team's time just for you this coming Thursday at three o'clock. The reason we do that creating urgency and value. The reason we do that is so that you have one-on-one attention with us so that you have you can expect the highest quality uh, from us and that we're in relationship with you. We spend time with yeah. you. Now, but here's, here's my request, Patrick. We ask this of all of our patients. Will you please hold an hour of your time in your schedule for us as well? Does that sound fair to you? Yeah, great. I change their mindset on what's happening. It's just a 15 minute appointment. It's no big deal. All of that. Right. They have a, I've now set the expectation for them. So okay. to me, I don't want to just get the appointment. I want them to keep the appointment. That's yeah. a whole nother dollar. That's a whole nother dollar conversation of what gets lost when we have new patients not show up. So yeah, hundred percent. And I'm going to tell our, t- our listeners right now, record the last, take the last three minutes of this, grab the transcript repeat it over and over and over again. Go back to the NBA, think about that a little bit, practice, 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 practice. Best free throw shooters in the world are still practicing their free throws, right? They don't just stop. So you gotta practice it until that script, which is basically what that is, just is so ingrained, it becomes a habit and it happens every single time. And then you're improving on that habit. So Eric, I'm gonna tell tell our listeners one more time, check out allstardentalacademy.com, visit, um, learn more, find out more. Eric. So glad to have you here. Thanks for your time. Uh, It's my pleasure. I really appreciate you helping us pour into the dental community this way. This is a great way to give simple, good advice for free. So I hope everybody realizes how much value there is in the content you're putting out. Thanks so much. Have a good one, man. You too.